Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Philly, Bird Gang, yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that Bird Gang energy. They trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. Sport and John. Ooh, we, yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all Bird Gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, Bird. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate. We lit Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash-ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, our hearts indebted. Fly, Eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh. I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up, Philadelphia? We are live broadcasting for the first time at Wildfire Sports Studios. Welcome to the premiere of season three of Fourth and John. My, my, time flies by, doesn't it? Season one in the books, we call the quits at the end of the season. Season two, we were all planning on doing it. We were all planning on hugging, high-fiving, cheersing to the you know, new Super Bowl champions, and then uh, I'll see you bitches in the summer. But first and foremost, I want to thank Wildfire Studios for being the new home of Fourth and John. It wasn't too long ago where we packed up this show and uh, we would we said see you later. But then a couple weeks ago, Justin contacted me and said, "Hey, E Rock, Wildfire wants to talk to you. Talk to me about what? Get Wildfire on the horn." They say, "Hey, man." We know what the people want. I says, what do you people want? They said, they want more John. 
says, I know that. Tell me something I don't know. They say, here's what you don't know. We're the people that can give you more than John. I said, no shit, really? And we brokered a deal that basically, for the off-season, an hour-long show weekly, every Tuesday, like we were giving you at New Media Studios, we are here now at Wildfire Sports. Better yet, they says to me, hey, Erod, guess what? We're going to give him better John. Better John? How the fuck is that possible? Silky smooth. Not only do you get an off-season one-hour show once a week like you did at New Media Studios, but we're going to be able to stream the video live with the audio on Wildfire Sports. Now they don't got to click on a link to, re- to, to listen to the show. They can simply download the Wildfire Sports app. We just got to let them know it's stream. They're on. Boom. Right there. More John. Better John. And... <laughs> a lot of John. That's it. A lot of John. <laughs> and we're going to be giving you additional access because we are going to have additional access there's the opportunity here for press credentials whether it be the nfl draft the super bowl radio row hey we're doing big things so we want to thank wildfires thank you so much appreciate y'all but boys and girls boy i miss saying that boys and girls i want to make my message 100 absolutely clear from the get-go because you're going to hear me pound this table time and time again about it there is nothing above the repeat we won a Super Bowl, our first ever in history. But if we want to talk about things like going back to back, if we want to use the D word, dynasty, there is nothing above the repeat. Now, according to my extensive research, which is done primarily on the toilet, uh, <laughs> since 1990, there's only been three teams to go back to back. You got the 92-93 Cowboys, the 97-98 Broncos, and the 03 and 04 Pats. That is it. It's tough to win one, let alone get back there and do it again. So there is nothing above the repeat. Piggybacking off of that, there's only a couple teams out there that have gone to back-to-back Super Bowls and maybe lost the second ones. Well, first of all, you got the Buffalo Bills of the early 90s who went to four and lost them. Then you got the Packers who won one 96 and lost one in 97 to the aforementioned. Denver Broncos, and then you got the Seattle Seahawks in 13 and 14. Again, there was nothing above the repeat. You want that parade again? You want that feeling again? Oh, it was so sweet, wasn't it? There needs to be nothing above the repeat. Now, some difficult decisions are going to have to be made. This isn't going to be easy. It's not easy to be done. That's why there's only three teams that have done it since 1990. And as the Eagles sit here and hoist the Lombardi Trophy with one hand, they reach into the right pocket. They pull that pocket inside out. They ain't got no fucking money. They ain't got no money. They're $10 million over the cap. Not a great situation to be in. They swish hands with that Lombardi. Hold it up with the other hand. They reach into the left pocket, turn inside out. Ooh, draft picks are looking a little light. You got a one. You got a couple fours. That needs to change. But Howie Roseman did the magic to put this championship team together. I have faith in him that not only will he clean up his own house so we can sign some of our own guys, but dabble a little bit light in free agency. And we are going to get into all that. Some difficult decisions are going to have to be made in order to do it. But there is nothing above the repeat. Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. To my left, sitting right next to me. I like this. I like how close you are, man. Not to, not to make it weird, but I like yeah. this. Now you yeah. made it weird. How you it's doing, great. my friend? Doing great, man. We got a Super Bowl yeah. championship under our belt, and I feel like it's another opportunity to say thank you to this uh, organization for what they did in the off season last year. Last year, I mean, if you look at this this team, this team balled on a fucking budget. Mm-hmm. Howie Roseman did some magical things. We got these big ass rings, and this team. 
really was built through the draft and was built through off um, off season moves. Yeah, you know, it, if if you're not really into the like, some people just like the Eagles, and they just cheer every. They don't really they don't really dive into what happens in the off season. They don't mm-hmm. see what they did in the draft. They don't see what they did in the numbers. But have you seen what Howie Roseman did last season and it, with with Joe Douglas and the collective? The moves that they made were so imperative for us to get a Super Bowl. Like if these moves didn't happen, we wouldn't be sitting here. For, so you Eagle fans, I think this is a year for you guys to even dive in a little bit more closer. You want to get to know this team, look at what the moves they do in the offseason. You look at the, you know, we're in some cap trouble, but you know Howard Roseman knew this coming in. You know, he's a step ahead. Uh, that's why a lot of our guys are signed. We're gonna make. We're gonna have to make some tough decisions, and that's just the way it goes, you know. But we got a Super Bowl ring, and we're about to defend the crown. Absolutely, season three. There is nothing above the repeat. And we're gonna dive into those tough off-season moves. Chances are, it's gonna get a little heated here in the studio. Reference one particular individual, but next, uh, working the social media and banished to the crusty crouch, crusty couch. couch. Is that all accurate? Billy, Mike, Mike, how are you today, sir? What's going on, fellas? You look comfortable. You look I'm really pretty comfy right now. I ain't gonna lie. I just he's a little. Sticky. I can only imagine what is going on with this couch over the years with this place but uh it's awesome to be here wildfire sports wildfire radio this is going to be awesome first ever off-season show i mean we got a bright future already here i mean this whole thing get together it's going to be something special yo this eagles off-season though i mean me and lee were just talking about a little bit ago the combine's about to start real shortly I'm it like, comes quick. Yeah, it's coming quick. It's We're weird. Th- th- things go quick when you're Super Bowl champs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting offseason. How he makes some really hard decisions. Joe Douglas. It's going to be uh, real interesting, though. I'm, I'm really intrigued. Awesome. What's going to happen? Awesome. And working the soundboard, as always, Mr. Hollywood Hearn, Evan Bubblegum here. How yes. are you today, sir? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I won the most important uh, rock, paper, scissor game. <laughs> Sorry, you're getting the couch next week. <laughs> um, no, this, that might be your permanent spot. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. You look no, really no. comfy. We're going to have to change yeah. that soundbite. Put him on the couch. Put him on the couch. <laughs> Put him on the couch. <laughs> but uh, I, I feel fantastic. I'm, st- I'm still glowing from the Super Bowl. I'm still thinking about uh, those two beautiful days that I lived, both winning the Super Bowl and the parade. It, it, it's, a day doesn't go by where I don't think about the one of them at, at some point during the day. Um, but one thing that really, like, everybody's stressing, about, uh, stressing out about the whole cap situation and things like that. Let's just take a second to look back to where we were this day last year. Oh, look yeah. at the things that Howie Roseman made happen. Big look teams. at our wide receiving core that we were going into this season with last year. We had DGB, uh, Handless Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> Paul and Turner. Paul Turner, who is a preseason Hall of Famer. Bryce Trikes. And Bryce Trikes. And I, I may be missing some, but the, uh, Jordan Matthews. But the point is, is that if he can make that happen and turn that into a Super Bowl winning team, I have... I have. Why, why should I not have confidence that he can turn a Super Bowl winning team into another Super Bowl winning team? Absolutely. If he can turn a bunch of mutts into, into champions. There you go. Leave on. How are you today, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. Aside. From what, do, what, what do you think about the new studio, man? I like it. I like it a lot. I like that Mike's on the couch over there. He looks really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Mike, get used to it. Mike's been banished to the couch. I, lo- I love it. I get I love the it. bitch seat. 
How, how have you been celebrating your, your championship, your Super Bowl championship over the last couple weeks? Dude, I still just can't believe it. It's, yeah, it's so incredible. I like, I don't I like, you, I like your shirt there. Oh, that's a nice jacket there. I love this jacket. I want to get another one. Mike and I were talking mm-hmm. about it. I want to get, get another, another one. one just to hang it up so nothing ever happens to it. Mm-hmm. I love this jacket. Have your backup, yeah. Yeah, exactly, dude. You always got to have a backup. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I'm just I'm, – I can't believe the draft is almost here. I can't believe the combine is this week. Free agency is what yeah. three weeks away. I know. Yeah, it's we're nice. Not, we're not used to this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not really. We're so much used to like three or four weeks by now, at least of like Twitter solid Twitter arguments before yeah. we even reach free agency in the draft. And the Twitter arguments, man, we're we're just getting warmed up on them. <laughs> we're just getting warmed up on them before we start talking about the Eagles' current situation and how they can maybe shed some cap room, uh, what they might have to do positional-wise here or there. A couple housekeeping notes. Number one, uh, the license plate guy, Jersey Burning GoFundMe. All right, I want to get off on that right, boom, at the top. Um, For those of you who don't know or missed the video on Twitter, uh, there's a guy by the name of License Plate Guy. He's kind of the uh, fireman Ed to what the New York Jets have or even shoulder pad Sean to what we have, all right? He's like that famous, like, super fan, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the license plate, the long blonde hair. You've seen him. You know him. You think what you want about him. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> For the last 13 gonna, years, he nice. has been kind of antagonizing, torturing, and poking fun and Eagles fans by wearing a jersey that it's Giants in the front, right? Yeah. Giants in the front. And then on the back, it's Eagles colors and the number is zero, and the name tag says Super Bowls. Ha, 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 zero Super Bowls. Eagles fans have been the butt of that joke for, what, 52 years now? Well, it is no more. Surprise, so, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> so I forget how I found out about this. I think I think, uh, I, I think I just saw a tweet of his that he was auctioning it off at an event he was holding in June. So I reached out to him, and I said, listen, whatever you're being offered, I guarantee you that Eagles fans can offer more if I set up a GoFundMe. So we went back and forth. What about this? What about that? Boom, 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 boom. We finally finalized the deal. There's a GoFundMe, which is my, the pinned tweet on my Twitter account. Uh, it is the donate to the Tom Coughlin J Fund Foundation, which benefits child, uh, families with children who are battling cancer. It's an awesome, it's an awesome cause. And the GoFundMe is directly tied into their PayPal account. So I can't access the money. LPG can't access the money. The only people that can access the money are the foundation, Tom, are the foundation themselves. So we're at like 6500 We need to get to 10000 to even have a crack at this thing. Let's, let's do it. Donate if you can, please. Number two, I didn't tell you guys before the show, the NFL finally got to me in the NFL in, in the 4th and John shop. Mm. I got about 15 email notifications prior to coming in here. Copyright, 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 copyright. So if you own one of those finally 4th and John shirts, consider it limited edition, special edition. If you own a lot of 4th and John shirts, consider them limited edition, special edition. Of course, the uh, Fuck em and the Hungry Dogs Run Faster is still up there. I've got to redesign a few new t-shirts and uh, put them back up. But if you were thinking about visiting the 4th and John shop, I would highly encourage you to do so as soon as possible before the NFL takes any more of our shit down. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to do some legal talk. Wait, yeah, we're, we are going to have to have a conversation after this show about how we go about our t-shirt business. So, Gail, we mentioned in the intro, $10, $10 million over the cap is the Eagles stand right now. Not a lot in the draft pick department. If you're Howie Roseman, I want you to put on the Howie cap. 
What do you do? What's what? How are you attacking this offseason with free agency looming right around the corner? You'd have to make some tough moves. Uh, you know, guys like uh, hmm, I mean, like Garrett Blount. You know, if Blount, if he's if they can't agree on a number, a, gr- a reasonable number, you might have to move on from him. A guy who I love, Darren Sproles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have to move on from him. There's some the numbers are bad, folks. I mean, you, you can't. <laughs> shit needs to get cleaned up. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, you know Vinny Curry is a guy that you know you could maybe look at a team with a a, a, a huge cap, needs a defensive end, and just wants to uh, bring somebody in and overpay. And maybe we'll you know swap picks or something like that. You could do something like that. Uh, but you know how, how he's he's gonna move he's gonna move numbers around. You know, I'm not I'm not worried about that. I think uh, we're in a good situation. You know, going in, um, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about we're not gonna have money. To, you know, yeah. going into the draft or anything. It's but. not it's not gonna take much to clean up your own house. All right, it's gonna take some moving uh, moving some pieces around. Possibly some people restructuring and letting go of some popular players that have been here for for a long. I mean, you time. could ask the Jason Jason Peters for uh, a little discount, maybe. Ugh. Yeah, I we, mean, we all know Jason Peters loves those discounts, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. that's where you could definitely get some more money. Um, you know, and, and Brandon Graham wants wants to get paid. Not only that, but you got the Brandon Graham situation. The Brandon contract. Graham, show. he deserves it. Uh, he does deserve it. Nelson Aguilar contract situation uh-huh. is going to be coming up as well. So not only do you got to clean up your own house, and you then the Carson Wentz situation. Yeah, we we uh, we we got how many years until that? Is, that, is couple, that a next year project a or a couple year years? Afterwards? But it's it's just like it's it's coming. So I mean that's why he's he's paid all these guys now. Like it's why Jernan got paid. You, you know, Alshon gets paid, uh, but you know. Tory Smith is another guy. You yeah. can ask him for a, a huge discount, or you could just let him walk, go with the Matt Collins show. Um, but then, obviously, the draft is where we have to build, mm-hmm. and that's that, that's how this team got to where it is. The foundational pieces that have been brought in were really big moves with Carson Wentz coming in. Uh, you know, we had to give up capital, but you know, that's how you win. That's how you win. You build through the draft. You know, guys, thinking about the foundational pieces. Jason Kelsey mm. got in the later rounds. Uh, Lane Johnson. Well, he was in the- Well, Lane Johnson, <laughs> yeah, you know, he was drafted high, but he's your foundational mm-hmm. tackle. Corey Clement. Mm-hmm. Brandon Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even Nelson Aguilar in the first. Um, Fletcher Cox. Vitae. Vinny Curry. You know? Mm-hmm. One guy I'm worried about Jaylen resigning, Mills. though. Jalen Mills. Yeah, Jalen Mills. And there's another guy I'm worried about if we should resign is Bradham. Have to. Uh, I think we have to resign Bradham. We got to figure out some way. Start a GoFundMe. It's either. (laughs) (laughs) I think right now it's either or. It's either Nigel Bradham or Kendricks. Oh, Kendricks. It's either you can't have both, folks. What's What's the possibility of losing a Vinnie Curry? Is that Is that too much dead money? Is that because I'm looking at Barnett and thinking I'd I'd rather have a rookie deal. And then maybe if we could save some money in Vinny Curry, is that a possibility? After June first. Yeah. Well, yeah, 1st. I, w- I was taking a look at uh, over overthecap.com. Yeah. Now, Lee and and, and um, Gail, I want you to correct me because you know how I am with all season numbers, and then my brain don't work too good. Okay. So, but I was taking a look at like the Eagles' salaries and how they line up, and all right, you're ten million over the cap now. Uh, that's on a hundred and seventy-eight million dollars salary cap total. I don't. Th- I think that's after the expansion, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's post expansion. Every year it kind of inches that's what they're up estimating. a little. That's what they're estimating. It's all it estimation. At. The fourth highest contract on this team is Vinnie Curry. If you cut him June pre June first, right? 
uh, six million dead, but you save five million. If you're able to trade Vinnie Curry, like let, let you know, let's let's face it, you drafted Barnett for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you're able to trade Vinnie Curry for a Third, fourth, 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 okay, fourth, fourth, fourth. Because you're you're gonna have to get a team that wants to eat that money Mm -hmm. and and needs a defensive end. So look, go around, look. (laughs) See, this could be a homework assignment for all the listeners out there. Look (laughs) for a team that has a big budget and is looking for a defensive end. We'll we'll, we'll get there because I have the top ten, top ten teams. Which is going to go to my Foles argument later. The top ten teams with oh, you're, salary you're, you're cap. Oh yeah, I can't yeah. prepare. You're, you're playing. I can't prepare. No, I'm not. I'm not playing. I can't prepare. <laughs> so Vinnie Curry's the fourth highest contract. Six million dead. Uh, five, you say five million. Uh, that's if you cut him. Not not including trade. Jason Peters, six million dead. Four million savings if you cut him. Jason Peters it doesn't though, make sense. Doesn't make yeah. sense to cut Peters yeah. at all. I'm in favor of trading Peters. I'm just going to lay it out there. Hey! Right oh! I'm just going to put him on a fucking couch. Say, switch seats. Come on. Let's... Like, like, it's, like it's tough because besides Malcolm Jenkins, Jason Peters probably holds literally and figuratively the most amount of weight in that locker room. He is the leader of that locker room. That's like fucking like trading Yoda. That is that is <laughs> like trading Yoda. You don't trade Yoda. You don't trade Yoda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 Hold on, though. Because, but you, like, Vitae is not a Jason Peters. But he's 37 years old now, correct? Yes. Just or will be 37 at the beginning of the season. Yes. How, how much longer do you expect? Now, he was the best tackle in football prior to getting rolled up on something fierce. But how much longer do you expect him to produce at that level, at that age, and with the injury history that he has? But think about who's going to take him, though. A, a, a playoff caliber team that's looking for a tackle with a bad wheel, but that's but that but that's all that's that's you're you're, you're yeah. arguing my reason to trade him. <laughs> you're arguing for the trade. Well, who's gonna who's gonna take that cap? There's a lot of teams with a lot of cap. So we'll you want to pay a ten million dollars for Jason Peters or six hundred thousand dollars by tie? Who would you rather have as your left tackle? Jason Peters is a guy. Like he said, yo, Vitae he, held his own. Hey, dude, you can well, go around off, the you can go around the NFL and you can talk to any left tackle in the league. You can ask them who they study. It's fucking Jason Peters. He's a guy. Excellent. That makes him trade. He's yeah, a thank value. you. That is value right there. <laughs> but he's it's also a tough decision. But he's man. also a god in that. Locker. You go in that locker room, Doug Peterson. Like, oh. That's like you get Jason Peters on your team. You got another offensive line coach. I just want to see the equivalent of trading Brian Dawkins. Yeah, and now it, it, these we already days. did that. Hey guys, I just want to tell you uh, we traded Musafa. <laughs> <laughs> How do you All guys right. feel about that? All right, moving on. Woo! Malcolm fire. Malcolm Jenkins is. Uh, I, I, I think he's he's at ten mil, a little north of ten mil. Possibly a restructured deal there, maybe. As a, as a leader on the team, he's bought in. He, he's bought he, in. He seems like the type to do it. He we might. can extend it, he restructure might. it, mm-hmm. little up, a little little more money guaranteed, a little less money in the overall this, annual salary. This, I mean, this is where you you start you start going around the locker room and ask for favors. Like, look, we're trying to trying to save some money. We're trying to repeat. And and we're trying all, to repeat. They all they saw what they did. Yeah, yeah. They want to do that again. Yeah. So if you want to do that again, you have to do what it takes. True. You take that little Nothing's pay cut. Nothing's above the repay. I mean, the repeat. Yeah. If Tom Brady, the goat, can take less money, well, he also has Uggs behind him. Yeah. He <laughs> <is himself. laughs> but you know, players do do that. So, fourteenth yeah. is Selleck. One million uh, if you cut him, or you know, he, he might just end up riding off into the sunset at this he point. He should. Please, please. He should with Donnie. One he million. Dead, four million favorite. savings. 
four million savings on a guy like Brent Selleck. Torrey Smith, zero dead, five million savings. So if Selleck and, and Smith walk, theoretically, you're close to getting, right. you're inching more towards yeah. that salary cap. So when we all speak about the doom and gloom of salary cap, you get rid of a guy like Selleck, it, it hurts, to, it pains me to say, Torrey Smith, not so fucking much. But if you allow them to walk, you're, you were just about in that uh, area. And then there's also Chance Warmack. There's little guys, little free agents, one-year deals that you're going to end up dumping here and there that's going to get you closer to cleaning up your own house, which is fine. The, the, the big topic of conversation uh, since the end of the Super Bowl and as well as on Twitter and everything, and I would ask everybody to clear the room because me and, me and Lee are about to knuckle up on this one, all right? <laughs> Is uh, one Nikki Foles, Not Nikki Six, the Super Bowl MVP. It's been it's been a touchy subject on the, the timeline. Yeah, and you think about it. Yeah, I, I was watching some you know banter go back and forth, <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, motherfucker, we, motherfuckers, we just won the Super Bowl, y'all, and, and people are. We can't are, be happy. I, I can I can see the claws coming out. We want another one already. True. We want another That's one true. already. And I, and I like that passion though. I do like that passion, but um, Foles is the hot topic. All right, so, Mr. Levon. Get up I, on your soapbox. I, I, I am going to. No, I will get on my soapbox. He's already you know, hit you know, me in the face once. I don't <laughs> no, know if you remember Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I remember he that. He decked me. I, I remember that. Yeah, Nelson owes me one. You know, the worst <laughs> thing is like when somebody owes you back and you never know when it's coming. Yeah. You never know yeah, when yeah. it's coming. He's like, like I'm, I'm going to get you back. You just sweep the leg. Coming. I'm going to knock him off the ladder next year. Come on, man. You're going to put me out of commission for the city. He's going to try to put me on injured reserve over here. So, Lee, I'm going to give you the floor because I know you're pro-trade foals. To an extent. To an extent. Yes, you did. So, <laughs> why don't you the, – the, the, the floor is yours. Talk me into the possibility because nothing's guaranteed, right? I think we can agree on that. Nothing's guaranteed, and there's a lot of moving pieces and factors to this whole thing. Convince me why we should trade Nikki Foles. First off, you save money. Buy some- another one, you rich motherfucker. Hey, we need some music here. Some high-intense music right here. <laughs> Secondly, you're going to get draft picks back, which you desperately need at this point. Mm-hmm. If you get a first, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, to trade Nick Foles for less than a first, he's got to want to go because he's, he's earned that right. He's won that job to say if he wants to go or not. If he wants to stay here as a backup, let him stay as a backup. But if he wants to go and be a starter for the right price, you let him go. And you let him go because you trust Doug. Mm-hmm. We saw how abysmal Nick Foles was the first couple games. Mm-hmm. Then we remember Agreed. that press Agreed. conference where Doug said he's going back to 2013 to look at what Nick Foles did, mm-hmm. his strengths. Totally different player right after that. Totally different player. Mm-hmm. So is it much – do you trust Doug to do this with Nate Sudfeld who ran a same type of offense at Indiana and kind of held his own – against a top 10 defense with third string players all around him? Or do you just stick with Foles? Stick with that money and don't get those picks back? Is that it? That's, that's it right there. Okay. No, I, 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 can, I can appreciate that, that argument because when you start talking about picks, that's something that we don't have a lot of. When you start talking about salary cap room, something we don't have a lot of. Here's my argument. To be made for the whole Nick he Foles situation. He won the fucking Super Bowl. No, 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 no. That's believe, all it. believe it or not, that's probably fifth or sixth on the list. Yeah, that right? many points right now. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm locked and loaded, baby. <laughs> all right, first of all, I don't know who put it in Eagles Twitter head that 
Nick Foles was worth the first round pick. I'm not sure where that came from. Napoleon? No. <laughs> well, well, well I, I, I know, I know who said it because this is the time of year when the Twitter GMs and we're all a little bit of a Twitter GM in our own right, some more than others. But the Eagles Twitter GMs will automatically start making gross assumptions about what's going to happen and who's worth what. We've all gotten mentions and, and, and people in our DMs, got, and, and one of them sticks out in my mind because it's always, I always said, I'm going to reference this the rest of my life, how ridiculous this sounds. Because I get a DM about, hey, E-Rock, what do you think? A fourth round pick and Riley Cooper for Larry Fitzgerald. What the fuck are you the most? Why would you even waste my time DMing me with this garbage? You know that's not going to happen. Why? And I DM'd him. Why would Arizona do that? Why you got to expose me like that? <laughs> why would Arizona do that? How is that advantageous to Arizona? I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. This isn't Madden. This is this is real numbers. So, th- so in Madden order- wouldn't even accept that. Madden wouldn't even accept that. So in order for you to get a first round pick for Foles, here's the list of criteria. Not to say that the stars can't align, because in certain instances... Especially with this team. February they, 4th. Well, 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 that, well I'm, talking, I'm talking Bradford, but I'll get there. The Stars have to align. Not to say that they can't, but the Stars really do have to align. First of all, you have to find a team that is desperate for a quarterback, that has missed out on the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, and missed out on a quarterback in the draft. You think it happens that late? I think it happens that late. Foles is due his bonus like March 18th. All the, more, he, all the more reason he stays. If he's there, then then he's there. All the more reason he stays. Because why, as a team, would you give a first-round pick for Nick Foles before free agency, before the draft, before you have a chance to acquire a younger quarterback that is going to be there for longer and potentially has a better upside? Because keep in mind, this it, it wasn't even a year ago. March 9th, 2017, the, the Chiefs cut Nick Foles. They didn't exercise his option. He was a free agent. If somebody loved Nick Foles that much, they would have signed him right then. He wouldn't have ended up a backup here in Philadelphia with Doug. March 13th is when they signed him. So if somebody thought that highly of Nick Foles, they would have already made that move. Notice I'm talking post-everything. Post-draft. <clears throat> if they missed out on the, um, on the quarterbacks in the draft. Gail, how many uh, projected quarterbacks in the first round? Mm, they, could, they could be like four or maybe even five. <coughs> that, that number 32 spot is key for us because someone okay. might trade into that. So oh, that could be sure. the fifth. So they get that fifth year on yep. option on the quarterback. So, so there's uh, potentially five. And everybody on the phone lines, hang tight real quick while I, while I churn my way through this, and then we're going to go to the phones. <coughs> oh, man, I'm talking so much, I'm making myself cough. All right, so there's possibly five quarterbacks that could go in the first round of the NFL draft. If you're one of those teams desperate for a quarterback, why would you trade away your first-round pick for a guy like Nicky Foles, all right? Then you got to miss out, already have missed out on the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. There's going to be a, a, a bevy of quarterbacks out there in the free agent market, including probably Case Keenum, because I think the Minnesota Vikings, I, I think it's, it's if you read the tea leaves right, they're moving on from that situation. All three and, of those and Bridge, Bridgewater, too. Yeah. And Bridgewater, too. Oh, okay. So now you're and adding, Bradford. You're adding, and really, all, all of them. three of them. All three of them. God damn. Mm-hmm. All right. Fire sale in Minnesota. So they're dumping all these quarterbacks. There's going to be quarterbacks out there to acquire. So if you're thinking you're getting a first-round pick this year for Nick Foles, you're crazy. It's a little naive yeah. to think that because yeah. there, other teams are going to explore other options. Then you have to look at, does Nick Foles want to go? 
I love on Twitter how people say Nick Foles wants to be a starter. We don't know what the fuck yeah. Nick Foles wants. We <laughs> didn't even know retire. he was close to retirement. People say, oh, Nick Foles wants to be a starter. He wants to, he's comfortable being a backup. He wants to stay here. He wants to go there. We don't know. But whatever team that they were potentially going to trade him to, let's say it was Cleveland. I don't know. Who the fuck wants to go to Cleveland? Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. You know, you're, you're the Super Bowl MVP. You just had a daughter. Don't ever doubt what a little girl in your life will do in, in order to prioritize things, right? So you got to be like, hey, you want to go to Cleveland? If he says no, the third thing, my third point is, you ha- that team has to then agree with Nick Foles to a contract extension. He has one year left on that deal. So you would have him for one year. A first-round pick basically buys you four year of, years of a player plus a fifth-year option. So if I'm a team potentially giving up a first-round pick for Nick Foles, I better make damn right and well that this guy isn't any closer to retirement than he was maybe last year or the year before and I've got to make sure I can sign him to a five-year deal because that's what I would that's the value the the numeric year value that I can get for a first-round pick next does Nick Foles fit my system you just mentioned it in 2013 they went back they went back and looked at that tape that RPO thing just works for the dude I mean, what, what they were trying to cram down his throat before simply wasn't working. You take a look at Jeff Fisher. Now, granted, Jeff Fisher's a goddamn quarterback killer, but he didn't play well in St. Louis no. prior to that. Nope. No one did. And, and, yeah, no, well, yeah, no one did. No and, he, and he played well underneath Andy Reid, but not the Nick Foles that we saw in the playoffs. So you have got to find a team that he's willing to go to that is going to sign him long-term in a, in a system that fits him. And uh, does he fit in their cap situation as well? Because with a new quarterback comes a new contract, and that contract's not going to be for fucking peanuts. It's going to be for bigger money. So if all those criteria are filled, you're probably still not going to get a first-round pick for this year. Again, Eagles fans, I would implore you, before you come up with any hot take or before you come up with any trade scenario, simply ask yourself... Would I do this if I was in Cleveland shoes? Because, hey, they got, all right, well, they got two first-round picks. They go, what if they trade you to four? Of course. Nick Foles trades you. They, they offer you a four for Nick Foles? The fourth overall pick? That's a fucking no-brainer. Yeah, it's, of course. The one is not happening. The, the, the one is not happening. Not so happening. then you have to measure the draft pick versus Wentz's injury. And... They have a timetable in place right now. They have an estimate on when he's going to be back. A vague idea sometime before the season or during the season next time. Next Next year. Next season, right? Along the way, there's going to be checkpoints, right? So they're going to... By this time, he should be running. By this time, he should be cutting. By this time, he should be shorts and jersey practice, right? Light practice. By this time, full pads, and then moving forward. Now, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not on the training staff. I don't know how that's structured. But any intelligent person can kind of gather that they're going to have checkpoints along the way. If one of those checkpoints gets delayed by two weeks, if he's running oh, yeah, and everything yeah. and everything's on schedule, but two weeks later, you know, they're thinking, all right, three weeks later, he's going to be able to cut, and he can't. All the rest of the checkpoints move back after that, get delayed. Now. Again, they'll have a better idea of where he is prior to the preseason, but even that's not a guarantee. I spoke with you guys last uh, while we were at New Media Studios about somebody, and I don't want to turn this into 
third party, I heard this, a friend of a friend, my my mailman's daughters who's married to the athletic trainer of the fucking Eagles said this. But a guy told whose brother in law I don't want to get it I don't want to get into it. Let's call it third party just to make it simple. Said that prior to the playoffs of 2017 that they were worried about a Teddy Bridgewater situation on uh, Carson Wentz. Turns out he has the LCL as well. So it's a compounded knee situation right there. Then, and I said to you guys, listen, I'm not going to say that on air. I'm not going to tweet that out because I don't want to be like Gossip Girl. Plus, if you're wrong, you look like an asshole. So I'm just going to like keep it hushed. But just to let you guys know in group chat that I heard this, right? And then like four or five days later, I'm at NBC Sports and I'm talking to one of the guys there and I'm not going to put his name out there, but I'm like, man, I, I heard this fucking thing about Carson Wentz and it was third party, so I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but but they were saying like his rehab and he without even hesitation, without hearing the story said week eight at best, boom. And I just kind of looked at him like, oh shit, really? And he's like, yeah, week eight at best. Now I cannot confirm or deny any of this. We... We've seen guys like Philip Rivers mm-hmm. tear his uh, ACL, play on an ACL, and then come back the next year. We've seen guys like Adrian Peterson tear his ACL and play pff, fucking three days later. The guy's a freak of nature. Yeah. We've seen Terrell Owens break his ankle and then play well expected. And all the everything is dependent. But I'm not going into next season in a season where there's nothing above defending the championship and repeating. If Carson Wentz is out. Two weeks? All right. He was out four weeks? Okay. What if it turns into six weeks? What if it turns into eight weeks? Which is all the more reason why you need a guy who knows the system, who it works in, a guy like Nick Foles to lead you up. Listen, this is Carson Wentz's team. Carson Wentz is going nowhere. We have Nick Foles for one more year. If this was any, and I know I'm rambling, I apologize, but if this was any other year besides this year, Besides the year that they won the Super Bowl, if it was like the end of the 2016 season, I'd fucking trade Nick Foles for a fifth right now. For a fifth. But it's not. Because there's nothing above the repeat. Let's go to the phones. I'm sorry I've been rambling. Uh, just needed to get that one out there. Let's go to the phones. Do we have a name or just a uh, caller on the line? Caller on the line, go ahead. What up, boys? Congrats on the new show. It's Trevor from Columbus. What's hey, happening, what's up, Trevor? Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? Down crispy. Not uh, not too bad. Sorry, Kim. Called the last four shows. Work got in the way. Went to Vegas and Arizona. It was some Philadelphians. Maybe sorry if you eagle chance. So there I'm gonna go. say this. Mm-hmm. This cap situation is like my me going through college. Yeah. I'm in debt. <laughs> not fun. So. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Well, personally, so we're eating, we're, we're eating we uh, ramen some... noodles and drinking Natty Light for a while now, <laughs> right. is what you're telling us. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe some mac and cheese here and there. So, <laughs> Easy mac. So, oh, yeah, definitely. So, for real, we got to figure out that. I know that linebacking situation between Bradham and Kendrick, got to keep one of them. That's also a big one. Yeah. I yeah, feel man. the best way to restructure a deal is Jenkins. I know Jason Peters is going to say, hell no to that. So, yeah. Trevor, which so which linebacker would you keep? Peters might restructure. Yeah, I don't think Peters restructures. You never know. Yo, Trevor, which linebacker would you keep, Bradham or Kendricks? If you had a, if you had the Howie cap on right now, if I had a Howie cap on, I'm not a great Twitter GM. I try not to be. <laughs> if I had to, 
I'll choose Brad. I feel Kendrick will get paid. Yeah, you know, yeah. I agree. That's how I see it. You're getting, so, you're getting no, consistent. You're getting nothing. Florida but, State, the Florida State nothing boys but played not, well this year. Yeah, you're getting nothing but nods on the Bradham versus Kendrick situation uh, here in the studio. The, I think the only, the only thing is if Braden outprices, you know, what we can afford. Because once he hits the mark, you know, he's he's gonna oh, yeah. come back and like this is what I'm worth, bitches. That's why you don't. Yeah, that's why you don't let him hit the mark. But he's only but, but, thrived in a Swartz system. Right. Once Swartz left Buffalo, he was. Hey, but nothing. team teams get sucked. Special in. teamer. But yeah. at least, but at least you know you have Kendricks for seven, seven mil, or what is like seven six or something like that. Seven six. Seven six. You 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 know that you have him for seven six. You can afford that. I think Bradham's gonna be around the same. Yeah. I'm just saying for the way I have Schwartz for another year. I was getting worried he was gonna be gone this year. Who was that? Schwartz. I'm not happy about the, two, the like both offensive assistant coaches going. That kind of sucks, you know, a little bit. That the fact they had Flip go to Minnesota, right, and uh, and Wright go to like I was hoping you would retain I, at least I, one feel, of them. I how do you feel I, about Deuce I, being I, assistant now? Does it make much difference? You think coach. or well, the, the, the situation? I don't think it more makes more money. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe more money. He's not the offensive coordinator. I just think that it's only a matter of time before Deuce becomes a head coach, and I the agree. organization knows yep. full right well it's not going to be with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. But a guy that talented who has dedicated himself that much to this organization, it is incumbent upon you to set him up in the best position to succeed, even though it won't be with your organization. Mm-hmm. So why you look at it, you know, why you look at a guy like Grow. Micro, micro, yeah. Okay, who's now like what, like the quote unquote offensive coordinator? It's really dumb. It, it, but you're it's, the... it's a collective here, yeah. you know. Yeah. In, in last season, I mean, Reich, all, all those guys came in with a plan, and it, it's not like Peterson was like his ego was uh, <laughs> his ego took over and was like, you know, those guys. It, it's really a collective here, and I, I think that's the, the beauty of what it is here in Philadelphia right now with the coaching system. But the assistant head coach title for Deuce Staley, I think, is a way for the organization to re- both reward him and set him up for his eventual head coaching gig. Resume booster. They're, yeah, thro- it's a they're resume throwing him booster. a bone. That's yeah, they're throwing they're... him a bone, which is what they should what they should exactly. do. He's earned it. Yeah. That, they they like, couldn't look, give him the... They could give mo- both yeah. Mike Rowe and him the OC. Rowe's not going anywhere anytime soon. Exactly. Right? So bump him up to OC. It's only a matter of time before Deuce gets a head coaching gig. It's not going to be here. Let's make him an assistant head coach. Let's go to the next... Uh, uh, let's go to the next caller. Caller, you on the line with Fourth and John at Wildfire Studios, man. I love this. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, man. Good, man. Are you still soaking in that Super Bowl victory? Um, honestly, it's been what? It's the 27th, and it happened on the fourth. It's been what 23 days, and honestly, I still can't believe we're Super Bowl champions. It almost doesn't even feel real, real to me at this point. I mean, you sound like a changed man. I hear it in your voice. <laughs> you haven't been puking. Sounds like your voice is clean and everything. Oh, yeah. I got my favorite soundbite on there. I was, about, I was waiting for that. <laughs> we can't see. We, we haven't set up the call board yet uh, here in studio. And it's nice to have the call board, like, right next, right to my, the right. You, I mean, you could delay getting those glasses another few years. Yeah, exactly. Because now it's right right in my face. But uh, for today, yeah, we couldn't tell it was pukey until we heard the voice. And then we knew it was you, my friend. So looking at this off-season situation, the salary cap, free agents, foals, trade, not trade, what say you, real quick? Um, well, I was actually wondering why uh, they didn't, I didn't get on, go get on, oh yeah, what's your name, where are you calling from and all that, but but um, honestly, about the coordinators getting onto it early, I don't think it's that big of a deal that Reich left because Peterson's offensive-minded and he's the one calling the plays, so I don't even honestly think it's that big of a deal. 
But if the Eagles lost Jim Schwartz, Schwartz being the defensive coordinator, he's the one that's controlling most of that defense. And given the Eagles' previous, prior to Schwartz coming in, giving the Eagles' previous track record with defensive coordinators since the late, great Jim Johnson left, if Schwartz left, then I'd, then I'd be worried. Then I wouldn't like it because then then that, that would be something that I'm worried about. Um, Eagles got to do a better job get, getting in the offseason with the cap. Um, honestly, though, with Howie Roseman, how well he's of an offseason he had last year and even the year before that, I'm confident he'll get the job done. Yeah, it, 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 he's, a, he's, a, he's a magician and certainly will continue to work his magic, along with Joe Douglas. I was worried about that one, Joe mm-hmm. Douglas possibly walking out the door. It's good to see that uh, those two are going to be paired up again for the upcoming offseason, Howie working the numbers and Joe Douglas giving his input via the draft. Gail, what about you in the full situation, man? Give me, give me your, give me your pitch on 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 stay or go, keep or. I think I think as a, as a GM, how he has to do his job and he has to listen and take, you know, listen to the offers that explore his options. Right. I mean, that's just doing your job as a GM. I, I think uh, Nick Foles really enjoys his time in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Like when he steps, there's nobody on this team can actually. I mean, you you can, but being the quarterback that brought a Super Bowl to the city, no one knows what that's like except for Nick Foles, and that has got to be the most, uh, you know, gratifying, you know, position. Absolutely. I I mean, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Yeah. Just Matt, he was just talking about like going out and like people are crying yeah. when they see him. Yeah. I mean, uh, and pl- plus he's he's a spiritual dude, yeah. and I think the locker room had a spiritual transformation. Let, let me ask you guys Last something season. about someone that doesn't give a shit about any of this. What do you guys think about Nick Foles' agent? Does he, does he have an influence on his decision? Because the, the, agent, I mean, the agent the, wants the, him to get as agent, much money yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah. He always wants them to get more but, money. You know, also, but Nick, Nick Foles comes for money. Yeah. He, he's, he's good no matter I what. I forgot dude. about that. Yeah, he does he come comes for money. For money. His dad, he's got him caked up. So yeah. it, it's really, this is the best situation for him, I think, Playing wise, yeah. plus if plus if it's all about bread, right? He's still gonna get another contract next year, regardless. Yeah, he's regardless. Get like, up. like we're not we're not re-signing Nick Foles, right? Like, in, unless he absolutely positively wants to be, which is a long shot. But we're not. Chances are, we're not re-signing Nick Foles at the end of next year. Definitely. So he's so okay. You don't get the brand new big contract this year. Well, you get it next year. You know, what I mean? it won't be as big. Well, it won't if he's be, playing yeah, backup, I mean, he won't yeah, be getting I mean, the same va- money. Value, it, it could, though. It could, yeah, you think so? I mean, is, he's going to be playing with the ones from here on out. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, uh, plus, I mean, it, plus a couple games. And, and I feel like I'll be playing into, like, week four. Because, I mean, we, look, this is the future. Carson Wentz is the future. So you, why are you going to rush Carson Wentz back if you know he's not 100%? I'm not throwing yeah. Carson Wentz out there You're right. 80%. Plus, we, yeah. we, we, we talked all last year on the Sidney Jones topic, mm. which he ended up playing. I didn't think he would, but there's a difference between being able to go and being ready to go. Mm-hmm. So let's say he meets all the checkpoints. He's, mm-hmm. ready to, he's ready to go. He's able to go week one. He's missed all of training camp. He's missed all of preseason, and he's coming off of an injury, which takes, takes some time to get those fucking ghosts out of your, out of your mind, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, people love to point out the, uh, the ball handling, right? Right when when Wentz when he's the pocket's collapsing and the defender's coming to his right, both hands on the ball moves it over to his left. Mm-hmm. He does a phenomenal job at that. That comes instinctually, but now all of a sudden, like he's got this knee brace on. Mm-hmm. What if the guy rolls up on his leg? He put he takes one hand off the ball, puts to it on the defender. Leg, yeah. 
you know, it takes a while for those ghosts, the ghost of injury past. Mm-hmm. It, it takes you a while mentally just to get past. We that. saw it with Bradford. We saw we saw Bradford yes. ste- stepping out there tentatively, yeah. and he was real nervous about like. You saw that he was afraid. He was a quarterback that was afraid out there to be injured, and it took him damn near a full season to fi- to finally like get that out of him. You know right. what I mean? To yeah. expel those demons. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't feel like uh, I feel like they all, they can also keep value in Foles still being here. Like, yeah. they can still love uh, Sudfield. Who's, then, the, who's the heir apparent to backup? And and then you know I mean, that's what that's what he is. He's come, come season time when someone else goes down. You, you could you could just trade off Nick Foles if you want to, yeah. Yeah. if you want to, uh, and they'd have to. They they know what they got in the locker room. We we're not privy to seeing what Subfield brings to the table. I mean, to us, he's like oh third string mysterious guy. But they they paid him money. Mm-hmm. They, there's a reason why he's on the roster, not on the practice squad roster. They kept him away from teams, right? Yeah. So they they do like something in him, but I feel like. You and know, Flip raved about him when he left. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Foles is that insurance right now. And he's going to keep this team in place. The locker room believes in him. That's a huge, huge deal right there. Having the team, the team believe that we. Everybody saw what he did did, mm-hmm. or did for the city already. So I mean, the team believes in. Him. What about this? Is something we haven't touched on, but a possible quarterback controversy during the season. Nah. No, I'm no. saying I, 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 if Foles plays yeah. well to nah. start, no. Wentz <laughs> comes back. No, no I, 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 no. I hear you because because like there'll be the, those there'll be if those Wentz naive, comes back yeah. rusty. Yeah, which and which Foles inevitably lights will. it up beforehand. Which inevitably he will. Mm-hmm. But but and you're gonna get the people on Twitter who don't understand like it's a brotherhood football. Man. Yeah. It's a brotherhood, listen, bro. Yeah, Th- those guys have a brotherhood, man. I mean, if you look at look at their interactions in, in the Super oh, Bowl, oh for sure, yeah. That 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 bond is that's that's you know, Wentz was there preparing Foles. Wentz never stopped his regiment from coming in at like 5 a.m. He was there that early. Helping Nick Foles get prepared. Mm-hmm. So I, this is this is beyond. It's, there there will be no no QB. I just don't see between those two. I just don't see them pulling what the Vikings Fans, did. Yes. Case Keenum was so hot they they just kept with Keenum the whole season. I just don't see the Eagles doing that with Foles. I Not th- at all. I think Eagles fans, if Carson Wentz is sitting on the bench healthy and they're trotting out Nick Foles, I think P- Eagles fans would be foaming at the mouth in the stands. If he's just, winning, I, I mean, you, you got. If he's winning, then yeah, you can't really do anything about I mean, it. Foles already said it. He, 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 he said, said it he's the enough. He, he did. He said yeah. it enough times. This is Wentz's team. So, so in order for Foles to stay in, he needs to play above and beyond. Is what you guys are saying? Like right? MVP? He's not like stay. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Gil. But I'm, you. I'm saying in order for to, to stay with Foles in the season, would you guys say he has to perform above and beyond just winning games? And then, Nick, and then they would put Wentz in, and he would have to like shit the bed completely. Yeah. If Nick Foles goes five and one, and Carson Wentz is ready week six, say we go five and one, no, but it's on the back. You of ride Nick defense. Foles till the wheels fall off. No, you, I say no, you, you don't, don't rush. Oh, him. That's on the, put man. him in a fucking bed. No. Get him out of here. No. No. Just, hold on, Justin Wentz in. Our producer Wentz in. Nick Foles has to play better than Wentz did last year. That's to my not point. Go back That's there. my Which point. You, you, you have to play better MVP. than an MVP. Yeah. yeah. I don't see Foles no, doing that. So, I, I can't. So, but 27-2. Uh, yeah, well, people... Well, <laughs> he needs to be 37-2. With gotta, the weirdo Chip Kelly. You got to separate the Twitter GMs who are talking quarterback controversy from what from reality. Mm-hmm. And the reality is there's no quarterback controversy even if Nick Foles is here and plays well. And you hope he does. Mm-hmm. Because how before we get to the Twitter questions, Mike, how appropriate, how great of a storyline would it be next year? If on the road to the repeat, and there's nothing above the repeat, 
Correct. That Wentz set it up last year, and Foles knocked it down. And this year, Foles sets it up. Vice versa. And Wentz knocks that motherfucker down. Mm -hmm. And the Eagles go on to be only the fourth team since 1990 to win back-to-back Super Bowls. With two different quarterbacks. Probably the first team that's ever done that. Yeah, that definitely hasn't been done. That'll be fucking crazy. That'll be crazy. And it can happen. It can happen. I think it can happen. I think it can. Let's go on to the Twitter questions with our boy Philly Mike. Go ahead. All right, first question is from uh, Chris Vasquez. He says, is there a possibility that they could get Trey Burton to switch to wide receiver uh, if the Eagles really want to keep him? I Trey see. Burton's gone. I agree. I think he's going to be a corner. He, he's, he's, gonna, he's too valuable. He's going to get offered some some good starter money from mm-hmm. somewhere else. And if he played wide receiver, he'd get more money. I mean, I mean he, he's a Swiss. The, the beauty of Burton is he's a Swiss Army knife. Yep. He can do things that receivers and tight ends can't do. He can, he can be do a quarterback. And he can yeah, fucking he can, throw he can, touchdown pass. And Phillies every time play. we went to him, he he did fantastic. He, did, he didn't miss a beat all season. Nah, he's so a to put guy. a bow on that question, I, Burton's not going to be back. So he it's, gone. So it's a he gone. Bow. I agree. He, he gone. He deserves it, too. He deserves oh, yeah, it. absolutely. Uh, next question is from Jay Margo Photo. He says, do the Eagles pick up a running back in the draft this year? Uh, I, 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 I'd if, say in the late round, like seventh round, if anything. If Blunt I, leaves. Yeah. If they so, plus so, gone, so yeah. is Pumphrey pretty much just a wash at this point? He's just I him mean, and Smallwood. You, you, you got to see what you got in him, but you That's know he's going to get an opportunity to compete. But mm-hmm. I think at thirty-two, there are some really talented backs. There's uh, uh, Johnson from um, USC, Michelle, um, Sony Michelle from Georgia. You have Geis from LSU. There, there's some talented Ronald guys. Jones. You know that the beauty of where we're at, even if we have to move out of that thirty-two spot to down on the second there's still tackles there's fucking there's a lot of players players that could uh, drop some tackles that can drop um it's a great spot mm-hmm. to piggyback off off of the the twitter question gail um because you know me i'm not a draft guru right. I, I watch the bowl games i th- th- those people you just listed i have no idea who <laughs> the fuck they are. right I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro game Next guy. homework session those guys nah, those guys are game changers <laughs> all right but let me ask you this because in every draft you hear and everything i go by is what the draft experts say again i'm not well versed in the in the realm of college football nor do i care every year i try i'm gonna watch college football this year and every year i sit there and i'm like i'm fucking bored and I go back <laughs> to doing something else. But um, every year you hear, this is the deepest wide receiver class since, uh, what was it last year? This is the deepest running back class since, yep. what's, this, what's the theme of this year's draft? Is this just a really deep from top to bottom? Well, the, the theme right now is the quarterbacks. quarterbacks uh, yeah. Sam Darnold. There's Rose. a lot of quarterbacks that can go in the first round. Um and five then, and me said up to five. Yeah, five in the first round. Um, and then you, the running back class is deep again. There's some, very there, deep. There's some talented <laughs> running backs in this in this class. So I, I feel like you can get some. Uh, you can. There might be three running backs that go in the first round. Who do you think the top back is coming out? Uh, I mean Saquon. Definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Saquon. yeah. And then uh, after that, it's guys, guys, it's guys. But then there's also Sony Michelle and um, Johnson. They have the three down uh, ability. Uh, great in the. In, Pass catchers as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some guys. There's some definitely guys that we we could we can deep get quarterback, deep in the fourth back. round. Yeah, deep but, tight end. You know, linebacker. They, but there there are some players, man. Linebackers, tight ends. Uh, a guy like Hurst. Um, he's getting Kelsey, Travis Kelsey uh, comparisons. Um, a lot of tackles. Uh, it, it's, okay. it's basically pick your poison. And that's why you can tackle trade wouldn't Jason be a Peters. way to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you but you know they're they're like swing tackles, guys that could you know either play left tackle or right tackle. A guy Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame, 
Um, Connor Williams. You know, Connor Williams from Texas, Orlando Brown from Oklahoma. They're 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 some some talented guys. So. All right, next Twitter question, sir. All right, next question is from a good friend, Jay Fulkerson. He says, could Corey Clement be even better next season? I Hell see yeah. no doubt. Absolutely. I see yeah. no doubt in that. I think those are your yeah. two featured backs right there. It's Jay Jai and Corey Clement. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I don't think Sproles is back, and, I'm, I, and, and I, you will find no bigger Darren Sproles. Is it, is it me, or does Corey Clement have a little bit of Westbrook in him? I mean, he, he can catch. He can run on the outside. He can cram between the middle. Yeah, yeah, cool. and, he, and he comes cheap too. And at the end of the day, I mean, you, you got to think about Ajayi. This is he's got one more year on on his deal. So if you're thinking about adding another running back, you can bring somebody in and pair him up with Clement. Like thinking future wise, uh-huh. if you know Ajayi's got the knee, you know if they, if they're gonna go full throttle with Ajayi and like, hey, we're gonna put it in your lap next season. Uh-huh. I can understand moving off from Blunt and totally. and then getting another back in the late rounds. What do you think Blunt costs? Um, He'll get paid. He was one point two five million after an eighteen touchdown season. I know, but you th- you, you're thinking, but the, it's also a, another deep running back class, you know. So you you got to think what you're saving by. Getting yeah. a guy with his You're skill right. set. The situation with Blunt last year would be kind of, kind of with him, but similar in in certain senses to the context of what I was talking about with Nick Foles, right? Agreed. So, you had the free agency, the top running back signed with whoever. If you missed out on that, you had your opportunity to draft a pretty deep running back draft last year. If you missed out on that, that's why Blunt was signed when he was signed, well after free right. agency, exactly well right. after the yeah. draft. So that's when you talk about Foles, like they'll wait to I mean, play their cards elsewhere. They're thirty-year-old running backs. Yeah, I mean, Deion Lewis is going to be out on the market too. I mean, if if they're thinking about, hey, we could replace Sproles in Blunt with a Deion Lewis, and then draft the guy, you're you're getting some value with a pass-catching running back. So Wendell Smallwood experiments over. That's, uh, that's out. a wrap. <laughs> no, that's a wrap. Yeah, no, no Wendell Smallwood. <laughs> one more Twitter question before we put a bow on this bad boy. All right, one more question is from uh, S Super Hypees. He says, "What is the biggest need in the draft? Should the Eagles trade back for more picks? What's the biggest need, and what uh, would you trade uh, back?" As much as I, I would love to uh, see them pick somebody in the first round, I think this is where you get some value and you move back. You know, the record of them moving back, they have more success moving up and getting picks. But there there, there are some guys around that. that I mean, finally we're picking number 32. That's an, it's an In honor. In Dallas. In Dallas. In Dallas. That's a fucking honor anyway. Um, so between 32 and 36, 37, what's the, what's the real difference? I mean, there are some guys there. But what's the need? What's the number one need the Eagles need a, need a draft? Linebacker. I mean, Paper thin. you could go linebacker. You, you can go tackle. You know, you can go tight end. Tight end. You want to go There's, tight end that high? Enough? I mean, I mean in, in the first round. Yeah. But I mean, you, the, the beauty is we don't have a real need. Yeah. You know, we we don't have look at it. Look at our look at our roster. There's where you where you're gonna get a start. You know where you where you're gonna get a start. You can get some really. This is how you get better. This is how you bring in the next defensive line, uh, uh, defensive line playmaker. You you stack some guys. There's defensive ends. There's guys that are, there's defensive tackles that are going to be there, um, and tight ends and running back. I, I'm for real. I'm for real. There's some there's some some talented players. So we could move back a couple spots. We'll be good. 
Uh, to, to piggyback off of that question and appreciate everybody that tweeted in of course these are a little bit abbreviated of shows so we're not spending too much time on the phone calls nor the nor the Twitter questions we'll see if we can work around that uh, moving forward but um, piggybacking off of that looking back at last year's draft class who do you expect Gail the, the biggest jump to be you know the, the player that from last year's draft yeah class? from last year's draft it just goes Holy shit! Like this guy was worth it. This guy was worth the pick. Um, who do you, who do you see coming in? Oh, from our team? From our team last year? Like who makes the biggest jump from last year's draft class? <sighs> Fucking Sidney Jones, man. Ooh. Ooh, we're gonna get him off the ice. Outside or inside? <laughs> outside, man. Outside. Yeah. And it's funny if you I'm look. With you. you think it in like we we talked about Howard Roseman and the things that he's done. The highest paid corner on our roster is Sidney Jones. He hasn't even played yet. Wow. Yeah, Derek Barnett, if, especially if Vinny Curry's gone. Could be. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. you're in that you're in that you're in that first line rotation. Mm-hmm. You know? Derek, he, he's earned it, man. Oh he's yeah, absolutely. It. Made big moments in playoffs. God, but the fact Sydney that Sidney Jones, can you imagine that, dude? I Sydney I Jones, I I I, 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 I saw <laughs> Jones on yeah. ice. Gail just got moist gang over here. <laughs> <laughs> put put his gang. ass on the crusty couch. Put him on the crusty couch. With the rest of the. I know I'm not sitting here next week. I know that. We're gonna have to Rochambeau it all, bro. You know, you know what? You know the, the beautiful thing about Sidney Jones is, and and I read an article again, not versed in college football, but I saw a headline, didn't read it, just saw a headline that said Sidney Jones would have been the top cornerback selected in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you and and he got him mm-hmm. in round two. You see, that's how, that's how we work in that magic, baby. That is how we work in that magic. Justin, do we have any uh, outro music or anything like that? I just linked it up. That's you just I linked thought, it up? I that was going on. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, listen. This has been fun getting back at it on the microphones. Oh, yeah. We wanted to give a, a, a couple shout-outs to some of our wildfire brothers and sisters. Uh, 215 Live, 4th and Go, Give and Go, Corner Pub Sports, the fifth quarter. There is a lot of tremendous talent tremendous content tremendous shows that are here on wildfire sports we are honored to now share the stage with these people we look forward to doing some collabo work with them as well that's another thing when they said hey they want more john and we're going to bring a better john this is exactly what we're talking about what i said in the intro so uh fuck it until next time let's go birds and uh e a g l e s eagles that's where you hit the music, asshole. I did. Hey, come on. Put him on the fucking couch. fucking guy. Listen, we never said we come here without working the kinks out first. Hey, right? hey but these mics are fucking crispy, though, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> just play, Just play a bunch of bullshit drops, and then, right, and then, right. and then we'll, we'll fade it out. We, we can do that shit. We can, we can wrap it up. <laughs> buy, buy a t-shirt before they uh, before they all get taken down. <laughs> Fourthandjohn.com. Yes, you did. Donate to, uh, <laughs> donate to the GoFundMe for the jersey that we are going yes. to obtain and burn in the parking. We're going to burn that. I think I forgot to mention that in the intro. We're going to yeah, burn, burn that thing. We're going to burn the jersey. At the home opener tailgate uh, before they raise the banner. And, and uh, Eagles Financial Twitter, uh, we won a Super Bowl. Uh, so everybody get along, man. You yeah. know, we're all brothers and sisters. At the end of the day, and pro- yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And before you, and before you propose something, go ahead and uh, you know think to yourself: Would I accept <laughs> this trade on the other end? If the answer is no, may you know maybe throw it in the dress for a while. Let that <laughs> let that thing simmer, and uh, we don't have outro music, so fuck nothing. it. All right, just we, we, do we got drops? We've got nothing. Hey, how about dun, you, you, dun, wanna, you guys want to want to hum dun, a song? Dun, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Where's Piccolo? Somebody call Piccolo. Champions. Somebody call. We can we do it. We can have the champions. champions.
No, no time for losers, cause we are the champions. Fuck you, Dallas! Oh, oh the world. world.